two Jeff Cameron Show Redemption Thursday on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV, the Redemption Thursday menu. On the Jeff Cameron Show is brought to you by Metro Deli in downtown Tallahassee for nearly two decades. Metro Deli serving up the best breakfast and lunch in downtown. Go see Rob and the fellas. Johnny Mack at 104 South Monroe between College and Park. Online at MetroDeliTally.com. MetroDeliTally.com. That's how that works. Uh, <clears throat> Our thanks to the aforementioned uh, Holly, April Holly, who uh, thank you has contributed to the program. Oh, not just very sweet. Not thank just you. the video of you losing it yesterday, but then also a contribution to the program. And then Marcus asked, "Do we have an email? We're setting one up, Marcus. Thank you for the contribution as well. But we'll set one up here at the radio side of things. We have so many tabs now. We have so many accounts. A lot of tabs. A lot of tabs. Got to whittle those down. I was on a show. I was a guest on a show this morning, and uh, it was in a show in in Alabama. And the guy, the producer, said, uh, so what do you want me to introduce you as? Uh, I said, well, Jeff Cameron. And they said, well, but as what? I'm like, the Jeff Cameron Show. Just go with that. And they're like, okay, where can they find you? I was like, well, where can't they? I mean, I'm everywhere, buddy. I'm on SiriusXM. I'm on Warchant.com, on Warchant TV. I'm on College Sportsbook. I'm on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, PGA Tour Channel. A lot of places. A lot of places. Doing a lot of things. It's okay, though. It's good. Just a lot of tabs, like you were saying. Oh, yeah. A lot of tabs. Those wagers that I referenced a moment ago, uh, Iowa versus Kent State under 56.5, Utah State plus 8.5 against Air Force. Go ahead and sound the siren on that one, buddy. That one's – even I knew that. So the sirens make it into hour two? Is that is, – Oh, we'll sirens can be – yeah, sirens uh-huh. can be – because some people come in and out of the show, you know. <laughs> Plus, I like to see that. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Yeah. Uh, FSU plus five and a half versus Wake. Miami minus six and a half against Michigan State. I just played that for the value because it was 17 and a half like a month ago. So I'm like, okay. God, I got to play that. Penn State, Auburn under 53. Alabama, UF over 58 and a half. NFL, give me Denver to pound Jacksonville. Give me the Dolphins, man. I think there's trouble in Buffalo. I'm saying it early. Whoa. I think there's trouble in Buffalo. What would the trouble be? I thought it all offseason. A lot of distractions with nonsense this offseason for them. COVID-related stuff and things. And, and, oh, and, really? And, yeah, I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah. So, I don't, I, little distractions, high expectations. I could see the pressure thing. The fans are oh, back. And that's back. that's yeah. a tough market. They've been starving for so long. People look at them as a Super Bowl contender. You lose that home opener against the Steelers. No shame in that, but the funny thing is that like now we're getting to a place, and maybe they'll make it an 18 game schedule soon enough, so you can have an even number of home and away games every year. That doesn't seem fair, you know. When you're coming down to wild card weekend, it's like, well, this team's better. They had the extra home game, yeah. you know. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that could matter instead of one more West Coast game or something along those lines. Yeah. But you know, the more games you play, the more truth it tells about you. That's why baseball is is the ultimate mirror of any sport. You know where you stand by the end of a baseball season, even a pro- Premier League schedule, because you play everybody twice, once home, yeah. once away. It's fair. You know what the deal is, yeah. After 17 games, if Buffalo has a problem such that they don't make the playoffs, then they were fake last year. Unless they get destroyed by injuries, then that would render them completely fake. I just worry. I, I, I mean, when I bring this up, I'm not saying that they're going to dissolve into a 5-12 and 12 team. I, I just think that there is... Obviously, very high. There are very high expectations. Um, they're the odds-on favorite, in, obviously, to win that division. And then, in addition to that, 
you have to take another step forward because you still have to beat Kansas City at some point, and presumably you're going to have to beat Cleveland too, who's a very good team. I mean, Cleveland loses, but they lose to Kansas City, and that's about it right now. I mean, you've kind of picked them all along to win these other games. They're not going to go 16-1. and Nobody is. But, you know, it's so weird still with the 17 oh, We game. might down in Tampa. You never know. If they care to. 14-3. and three. That's what you're putting them on. Okay. God, it sounds weird. It does. That 17 thing just doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. Actually, I'm going to go 13 and four. Unless you're wearing 17 for the Knowles, you know. Otherwise, yeah, that right. number doesn't that's really right. do much. Um, I don't hate the Bills, Tom. Not you, Tom. This other Tom. I don't hate the Bills at all. I like the Bills. I like their uniforms a lot. Uh, their fans are fun. Tom probably is conflating negative talk about the Bills with, with most of the existence of the show because right. they've been well, they were they've terrible never been any for good. most of the right. existence yeah. of the show. Yeah, so, that's, you know, that's just fact. Well, I mean, bad is bad. Florida State's yeah. bad. I don't hate Florida State. Right. When I talk, you but, hate the Bucks most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Oh man. Now let's just. I'll watch very carefully this weekend. It's going to be interesting. They they could get off to an zero and two start, and then we ratchet up a little bit of pressure. It's so weird. I watching the Bucks Dallas game. I obviously wanted to win the game, and we did everything we could to give the game away. And obviously, Dak had himself a day for the ages. And but you win that game, and I wasn't going to be upset either way. I was just going to because it felt like there's just too many games to get upset about one. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. They're going to have a game. Every team this year is going to have a game in the NFL. That looks completely out of character. That's the difference between college and the pros. Although college is getting more that way, where you can have a freebie. Like you know, if you're Alabama or Clemson at this point, now Clemson is testing that theory this year to its to its limits because of the loss to Georgia and who is going to be the redeeming win for Clemson, so that they're a definite in the college football playoff if they go 13 and one, right, um, or 12 and one with a conference championship. But in the NFL. Man, that happens all the time. You lay an egg all the time. Yeah, well, Green Bay got destroyed by the Bucks last year in the regular season. They're still hosting the NFC Championship game. You and never it, know it to hear Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Well, yes, that's true. That's true. Just dead beats all around me. I don't know how I'm supposed to win. Dumbass. Uh, I would also suggest, uh, Tom, that not only is every team going to have at least one game where you're just like, what in the world? Really, all it takes is you lose uh, you know, a couple of players during the week uh, on the offensive or defensive line for any reason. And uh, you have a bad week of practice. It's a long season, man. It's a really long season. And you, you go in and you get killed by somebody. And it's just completely not indicative of who they and what they are. Um, and people will freak out. People will freak out. And you're going to go, how did that happen? The trick is to guess when it's going to happen. You can get a feel for when things like that yeah, are building. Yeah. You really can. If you watch your team, everybody watches their team very carefully. So when you're watching your team carefully, the, the conversation that you have behind the scenes with fellow fans of, of that team that watch carefully is, I don't like us this week. Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't feel right. The thing was, I, I really liked what Dallas did. Now Demarcus Lawrence is out for the year. That's an unbelievably devastating blow to their chances. Uh, but what I was really impressed by was how on time Dak was for the entirety of that game. He didn't play most of camp. Everything about what he did, the dropbacks, uh, the footwork, the placement of passes to receivers that maybe he didn't have all that much work with in the offseason, yeah. everything was on point, such that I thought, okay, maybe the Cowboys are game of the NFC East. And it looks like, given that Washington has a quarterback issue itself, that could be another division. Once again, we thought maybe Washington could get to 10 or 11 wins. I, I'm not so sure now. With the injury. 9-8, yeah. and 8-9, eight, eight and nine, that might be enough in that division. Well, they got passed on, man. I mean, they they 
that was weird. I mean, where's the dominating pass rush? My man was slinging it around the lot. Yeah. Now, they'll probably show up. I mean, I, it was week one. It's one week. You talking about Herbert? Yeah. Yeah. He's great, but damn, well, man. So if you look at that final drive where they go down the field, Boom. the ball is out of his hand in like a point, 1.2. He's really... There's nothing you could do with that. So I know everybody recognized how good he was a year ago. I mean, we all talked about... By the time he... Four weeks into the season, you're like, jeez. This guy's a lot better than I thought he was. Like we, you and I whiffed on him. Yes, we whiffed. He's a beast. That's correct. However, I was already on him before we played him, and you went down and saw the I game. Saw I said, that. "Hey, heads up! If you're looking for the entertaining guy that you don't know yet, it's it him. is Herbert. He is making throws that make no sense. The throw he made in the corner of the end zone for the first touchdown against the Bucks mm-hmm. is it was right where we were. We were on the five yard line, and I saw him buy a little time and scoot to the side, and then just flick." You could where we were because it's a basically an empty stadium. You could hear the ball, you could hear it. Oh, that's cool. The, the, yeah. yep. you know, I'm like, jeez, that's like like when you're in the uh, the indoor practice facility, and 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 it's uh, pro day, and you listen like when Jameis oh, was yeah. throwing that. Remember yeah. that when Jameis was throwing yeah. that day. <laughs> By the way, that is the remember weirdest. That, remember that guy careened oh, into the he, NFL network. He hit the light stand. <laughs> <laughs> He took that thing out. That was awesome. Is that Christian Green? I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> I remember laughing it, my ass off. It's it's much more funny too because like that is it was loud. It's like you're on the the seventy first hole of the U.S. Open. A guy needs to go par par to win. Like they, a pin could drop in that room. Yeah. That's not football. That That's what's so weird about really it. It's Really weird. It's like you're in a laboratory watching an experiment, and then the next thing you know, you hear all this lighting go everywhere. <laughs> Well, I saw when he released it. I'm like, well, that's a little deep. That's a little deep. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's oh. the NFL Network desk. <laughs> Anyhow. I hope we get back to that point where we can have dudes crashing into the NFL Network desk in our IPF. Yeah. That would yeah. mean that they're here covering something. Or having a uh, ridiculous conversation with that ass from ESPN. Um, Mayock? Pal Sal or Sal Pal. Uh, yeah. Oh, ESPN. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? You put Pal Sal, I think is better than Sal Pal. <laughs> Pal Sal, yeah, Sal Pal. He's, he was the worst. He was here for that? I oh, didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah. I had a little conversation with him. He was an ass. Yeah. I was just reminded of how much of a giant Kurt Warner is. I remember I watched dude. him. That Monday night game where yeah. Sean King lateraled it back to Warwick Dunn. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Falk versus Dunn It was that an night. incredible game. It was a great, great game. I remember thinking, because we were behind the Rams bench that night in Houlihan, Man, that's a big quarterback. Like that dude is just a giant, and he's still huge. He still is. He could have played. He said that one weekend where Logan Thomas started for the Cardinals yes, in the wild he card. Played. He could have played. He wished they called because he would have played. And yes. I believe it. Well, I believe it too. He's in uh, impeccable shape. Massive dude. It, he yeah. was bagging groceries. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he was bagging groceries. He could have had like seven <laughs> bags full. You know what's interesting? When you go to a professional football game, if you get down on the sideline or you just have really good seats low. You really are in awe. The smallest guys are huge. Like, because Kurt Warner was a quarterback, you don't equate him with the you know the monsters that are on the offensive and defensive line. You don't really picture him alongside a defensive end or anything like you know. But he's huge. He's a big dude. And really, anybody that plays in that league, when you go like a guy who's six feet tall, looks miniature on the field. You know, he looks yeah. tiny oh, on yeah. the field. Yeah. You go stand next to him, you're like, oh, he's a normal-sized guy, and he's also massive. I mean, there, there's no – there are very few 
legitimately small people in the NFL. Yes, you get the occasional outlier of a 5'8 running back or something like that, where you're like short in stature, but they're huge too. But yeah, you, occasionally. But when you're down there, you're like, oh yeah, the punter is big. Who, whoever Detroit's punter is, I was down on the sidelines of the Bears for the Bears game at Soldier Field uh, with, with Matt, and we were watching them warm up. That guy's like he's 6'3", 250. I'm like, what the hell? Their punter's massive. This is ridiculous. That's why players like punters more than kickers anyway. Oh, they're, yeah, they're much closer to yeah. a player than a kicker is. Yeah, yeah. Do, do the I wonder do the Rams and Chargers play this year? Because I wish they could play every week, given how exciting Herbert is and that team could be. And that's a that's a lot of like highlighter yellow, but it's okay. I love watching him play, man. He is legitimately very, very good. God, like I know it, it helps as a Buc- as a Buccaneer fan. It's a good thing because you're just talking about cold blooded roster management. Mm-hmm. I want to see what Cam Akers is going to do this year in that offense. Now that Stafford was there, he yes. would have had a massive season. Because yes. you've got to honor the down-the-field throw. Cam well, would have had space galore to operate. Well, Stafford is arguably the best arm in the NFL. So, it's, I mean, in terms of arm strength. God, he would have yeah. had a season. And he deserves that. Well. For what he went through here. You know, if anybody's going to come back from it because of work ethic, let's say, it'll be him. Yeah. He's, he's going to yeah. put in the time. But that is a bad injury for a running back. That is a, I mean, it's never a good injury for anybody, uh, but especially a running back. I do worry for him because he was not a blazer anyhow. I know. That's a, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm really rooting for him. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's a great album Tommy Stinson from The Replacements. A lot of people don't know. He went solo and did good work. Uh, Daryl asks, Jeff, over under 50 between FSU and Wake Forest. That's a good question because that number is 61 and a half. And this is where gambling conversations can center around real-life football and not really have any element of betting to it. And and it's fun um, because you're trying to tell the story of the game. And Tom and I are telling a story uh, during the break of the game uh, being somewhere in the neighborhood of 24-21, 27-20, something like that. I think it's a close game, uh, and obviously that would be the under 50 there. I uh, I went under on this game on my real card. I, I think that Florida State's going to show up and play good defense. My question is whether or not the offense can move the ball. I think Florida State's defense will play disciplined and smart. They've played that way other than a couple of really meaningful plays uh, for, for much of the season, these first two games. M- most of those games, you saw pretty good sound football from the Florida State defense. And they, they, they certainly read their keys. They were aggressive. They came downhill and tackled, that kind of stuff. I do worry a little bit about not having uh, one of the two good linebackers on the team 
Yeah, for a half. For a half. That's um, they can go to town on that. Yeah, we should be able to stop their run. I think if you look at our running game real quick, if Toafili plays at the same level this weekend as he did last weekend, and if so, they're stacking two ifs together, and the carries are split the same, we're going to lose. If those two things both happen, that now, won't happen. I have a suspicion. I was going to say, Jason Corbin's going to carry the ball twenty plus times. He should, and here's why: just looking at the the runs that are successful against Wake Forest, they're very similar to the runs that are successful for FSU against both of its opponents so far. Which means a lot of congestion at the point in the A gap or the B gap, right between the tackles. But then they can't finish the play. Sound familiar? Kind of feels like us when we were back backing uh, backing up, I should say, Jacksonville State to their goal line. There was a third down conversion. Fool the cameraman, too. Kid sweeps out to the left, makes a play. Well, if you think about a lot of the runs that Trayshawn has hit, and, and certainly Jayshon has hit some home runs, a lot of it has contact near the line of scrimmage, but then something opens up and bam, bam. they're down the field. Yeah. Wake already has a propensity to give up a lot of those. That's where I think that even though our offensive line is not a whole lot better than it was last year, we can somewhat win that advantage. And then on the other side, yes, as long as... We are coordinated and committed, and the culture is there. I think there's enough stops for us on first and second down to put them in third and obvious. And it looks like we've got pass rushers who can get home and affect the throws on third downs, which is different than in years past. Two years ago, we were pretty good at stopping the run, but you know what? On third down, we couldn't get anywhere near the quarterback, so it didn't matter. It could matter this time. My fear is you've got people domed up after last weekend's loss, and so they go to work isolating the linebackers on the simple RPO looks, and that's where we get sliced and diced. The, that's uh, where it could go wrong. They fear all year before these two games were played, whether they would have been wins or losses or one-and-one, you know, one, whatever, was going to be opposing teams isolating linebackers and, and, and beating us that way. And I've almost gotten to a point where I'm like, well, screw them. You, you can't have them on the field. Then just put your bona fide safeties in there, linebacker, and, and deal with it. It's It's unfortunate, but we just don't really – it is it, it it is amazing to me that you could be Florida State and not have a crop of linebackers that can play. I mean, I, should it be though? Because it's been six years now. Should it be amazing anymore, or is it amazing when we get two that can play at a high level? Well, that's what it's become, right? It's just so disappointing. It it's so difficult. The thing is, if I'm a defensive lineman looking at this tape of Wake Forest, I'm in our meetings. This is a game where you can go eat. If you care to be there, you can go eat. A lot of tackles at the point, a lot of TFL opportunities. I don't know about sack opportunities because Hartman is good at getting the yeah. ball out. He's he's a well-prepared quarterback. He's not that great, but he's well-prepared. Gets feels the ball like out he's on been time. there forever. He hasn't, but he feels like he's been he's there. He's only like forever. a sophomore, right? Like a super sophomore? sophomore. Yeah. yeah. Feels like he's been there for 10 years. Uh, Kurt asked this question, Jeff and Tom. Is the Wake game the most important game for this program in the last 40 years? If you lose, you lose the recruits and boosters start to jump ship. You win, you can build some momentum for the next week. Well, it's certainly an important game. I don't know about the most important for the last <clears> – <throat> forgive me. We don't have a cough button in here. Uh, 40 years, I don't know about that. I'd have to go back and really think about place and time and what was on the line for every game of the last 40 years and, and how it affected the program, uh, good or bad. I, It's a very important game. It's a very important game for Mike Norvell. In the Mike Norvell era, barely underway. Yeah, this is easily the most important game is, of his time here. Yeah. It's important because of something you just referenced. Is the culture intact? 
Right. That's where this all can unravel and Wake drops 45 and it oh, doesn't matter. listen. Understand that you're betting if you're betting Florida State or you like Florida State to go out and play well or you think Florida State covers or even if you think Florida State wins. You're betting that the culture is intact, the buy-in is real, and that it didn't unravel because of a devastating setback last weekend. If it is in place and they do play hard and play smart and play um, good sound football, they can win the game. There's no doubt. But if they've quit on them, if, in fact, the locker room is in shambles, uh, uh, if, that, if that's true, I don't, I don't think it is. I haven't seen evidence of that. But if it's true, then, yeah, then, then the season's lost and you can go out there and get trounced. But sure. it, it doesn't always have to be about you know, quitting either. It could no, just you can be just that, get beat. Well, but there's also a third option, that your confidence is now so low again yeah. that you're doing things that are completely out of character. And that doesn't just go for the players. Because here's the deal. You've got the call on the final play of the game that we all talked about for five days. You've got the second-to-last call in which they miss a wide-open receiver and we would have had a conversation anyway about the same topic. And you've got a third and 17 where we bring the house against the... Like, so yeah. you now have multiple pieces of evidence that suggest, are we composed on the sidelines to make the right call to change the game? In the big moments. Yeah. Or at least sustain what is going on. In the Notre Dame case, it's about sustaining what's happening. That was unbelievable. Mike doesn't have to need doesn't have to go for it in his own thirty yard line, thirty five yard line in the third quarter with three minutes to go on fourth down against Notre Dame. If you get off the field in that situation, if you get off the field on third and seventeen, sure. Especially you don't have to do it. Especially because it's third and obvious they're either going to run a draw or a screen in all likelihood. If they drop back and pass it and decide they're going to let slow developing routes happen, you have legitimate edge rushers. Right. You don't have to bring. Exotics. You don't have to do that. Right, and that, that was the most damning part about it is that they had a backup left tackle and that Quayshon Fuller racked up a quick one-and-a-half sacks for or tackles yeah. for loss. Yeah, you have legitimate so, pass rushers right now. I mean, they're not the be-all, end-all, but they're good. They're decent. They're good. Well, and look at what other teams have done to us when we've had terrible offensive line play the last handful of years. Yeah. You know, they rush three, still get home. Yeah. You don't need to commit more bodies. That's the beauty whoop, of it. Yeah, they just whoop that ass. <laughs> I can drop eight, do whatever I want. Sometimes football is that way. I'm going to get home with three. It's just my guy beating your guy. Yes. That's what's so unfortunate for us every week. Their guys just beat our guys up front all the damn time. You're like, okay, well, there it is again. Come on, Corbin. Beat their ass. Let's go. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. One of the greatest, uh, I, I think, montages we ever did utilize this King song. Yep. I remember calling you with the song saying, that's, that's the one. It's where it's beneficial to be old. That was actually, oddly enough, I never knew you felt that way about it, but that is one of my absolute favorite. Probably top three easy. That was the ACC Championship. Yeah, it, there's a lot I like about it. You did good work there. The song was perfect. Everything about it was it's just great. And I am also kind of secretly a huge fan of the Kinks. So, so it's like, oh, I found a way to work in the Kinks. It's hard to work in the Kinks on the show. You don't get too many opportunities. And I was like, this is going to be perfect for that accomplishment. And then also you, uh, you meshed the uh, video highlights perfectly to uh, Ray Davies. And I was, I was pleased. I was pleased. That's the one that sent us out to Pasadena the first time. And as we uh, would come to find out, Newport Beach for a week as well. You know, I could talk about that trip. Uh, we've had some some highlights, and Florida State helped provide those in, in covering a championship team. But, you know, we, you and I have also been able to cover, because of our jobs, the Stanley Cup, 
<laughs> finals. We we've had an opp- I've had an opportunity to go down and sit behind home plate in a World Series game because of this job. Um, Super Bowl, I've done that as well. Uh, and but I really think the the flight out there to California and to hang out in L.A. and Newport Beach and to, to go to Pasadena and the Rose Bowl and to walk on that field before the game. And to just be a part of that was probably the highlight of my professional career. That media room was, I mean, it's like a ballroom in a hotel, so they all look the same. But the way they had set it up with the Island Bar, they had, it was the Vizio BCS National Championship game, so you've got crystal clear brand new televisions everywhere. It felt so weird to get off of the air at 3 o'clock local time. And then before you know it, you're watching like the Orange Bowl with Clemson and Ohio State or something like that. They had the huge shuffleboard, the old school shuffleboard oh, that was is awesome. the full size table. Yeah, and I remember was winning a lot of games until Graham from Doctor Saturday at Yahoo, the defunct blog, was the most unbelievable player I've ever seen. Became friends with Graham. I don't know what she's doing now these days, but that was you're right. There are just so many little moments meeting Bob Ryan. Like there's like ten things going down to Hollywood Boulevard. You and I walk the down. margaritas. Yeah. During the Colts Chiefs, those Colts Chiefs when the uh, the Chiefs failed Alex Smith for dropping forty points. <laughs> yeah, that and then still that night bothers you. It does, it does. And then we went to that uh, quiet Irish bar. Um, uh, that was a little late on the cough button. Sorry, Sorry. Uh, I've got problems in here today, folks. Last two days, it's been it's been an adventure to get through the show. Little did we know what the future would look like at that point. Little did we know. Ah, it's, it's it's a shame. Um, what's not a shame is if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening now, I have a great partnership with ISF, uh, ISF Solving the Future. Uh, they joined us. Uh, I love it when a nation, a national outfit, which is housed here in Tallahassee and, and truly cares about the local community, gets involved with the show. So when they approached me about partnering with the show, I got very excited because I thought that uh, their vision was a good one. And they know... You want to do amazing things where you work. You have big visions and goals. Uh, you're working hard towards that future. And you want to move your agency forward. And you want to find a way to better uh, navigate pretty unique challenges. And ISF has an expertise. They work with uh, state governments. Uh, and they help solve for the future. And, and they do it with strategy, process, and technology. So uh, I would invite you to check them out, ISF.com, to learn more. You could also, and soon we'll be giving you an email if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, seriously, if you work for uh, state and local government and, and you, you have uh, problems uh, with technology or you're trying to, to, to be more efficient and you have a vision and you need somebody to help you through that, uh, that's what ISF does. You can reach out to me and I'll, I'll be able to connect you with ISF. But as it applies for this segment, and this is, um, this is something we do every Thursday with ISF, uh, Florida State has to solve for the future. Florida State has to figure out something right now. And I, I got to tell you, Tom, I, I heard something today that kind of I've never heard a coach say before. And it made me think about this because I don't know how I feel about what he said. Uh, it was Vanderbilt's head coach, and he was talking about how the scoreboard, the result, can get in the way of progress, can get in the way of building towards something together. And he actually said that he wanted to remove the scoreboard. He said he wanted to remove the scoreboard. Uh, that he told the ga- the kids, let's not worry about the score or the result. Let's worry about the process. This is a Jimbo thing. This is what all coaches talk about all the time. Let's talk about how we do what we do and get better at it each and every week and build towards where eventually the scoreboard will read 
Vanderbilt wins the game, right? Florida State is at the precipice of having to like think about removing the scoreboard. And I don't mean literally. But if they lose this game and go to 0-3, the only way to approach every week is to not worry about the results of games, but rather get better and move to a better place each and every day you take the field. That is the ultimate, I think, just gut punch to talk and say out loud. I don't even think, I never thought in a million years I'd say that out loud. I don't know that I agree with that coach and that approach. Results do matter. Results matter greatly. I understand the process is how you get results and that a good process will eventually yield good results. And when you get better players, etc., those results come. But the process has to be intact and people have to buy in. But here's the deal, man. This team doesn't win football games. They're not winning football games. And if you lose enough football games, then the process breaks down and people don't buy in anymore and you can't get better every day. You have to win some damn games. And I know we give them a pass for last year because it was a COVID year. But, man, you're now 0-2 to start this year, and you just lost to Jacksonville State. If you go to 0-3, who the hell is going to be part of that process? How are you solving for your future then? Because those recruits aren't coming back. They're not saying yes. Well, the issue was Mike was solving for the future while the Jacksonville State game was being played and while it was being installed for, all that stuff. And and I get it. Like, you know, that's what you're supposed to do when you're operating at a better place. But um, lesson learned that Jacksonville State was not the caliber opponent that we could look forward on. And And – what stinks is you catch a baller in that game and, and maybe it's it's all right and everything's fine and, and you cruise and nobody's the wiser. You know, that we were installing, that we were preparing for the long haul rather than the opponent that's right in front of us. But he didn't catch the ball. And you did have three full quarters to say, ooh, wait a minute, guys, remember what we talked about early in the week about let's just stick to this vanilla plan? Talking to his assistant coaches. Yeah, let's scrap that. we got to go win this one now, and then let's circle back in the third or fourth quarter if we have time to do that. I'm not liking where this thing is going. That was the problem. We were too focused on the future for Jacksonville State week and on Saturday against Jacksonville State versus being solely focused on winning that football game. And then the order was backwards. That's the great sin from Mike Norvell in his time here. Everything else was understandable. Yeah. You could explain it away because it was logical that we were coming up short for a lot of reasons. COVID being the biggest one last season. This one is the first time it's on him, but it wasn't a small sin. It was a cardinal oh, a, sin. Yeah, and he knows it. He knows it, and you can't undo it. And you can't, you know, if he had to do it, if he had it to do over again, there's no question he would. Um, and he'd do a lot of things differently. I think I, I would give uh, I'd give anything to be a fly on the wall this week in the team meetings. I would have loved to have heard how Mike addressed this situation. Now, he's going to address the media by saying whatever he's going to say. Hard work, that's all I know. We go back to work, you get better, you, you learn from this, whatever you're going to say. You have to say some of those things. And it's just, you know, yeah, blah, 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 blah. That's what people hear. Um, but, you know, how you talk to your team decides whether or not they stay bought in. You have, in a lot of ways, and this is what transfers are, in a lot of ways you have a bunch of mercenaries. And so it's harder to build the rapport that you have trust stays together longer through long-term blood, sweat, and tears and commitment through 
having committed here as a high school senior, become a freshman, red shirt, work hard, get better. You're two and three years into the process. You buy in. You're a one-year guy. You're just here to try to improve your chances of going to the National Football League. That's why you came. Right, for a lot of the guys. I do think Jermaine Johnson is is the type, for example. He is. They that, hit a home run with him. Yes, and I think Keir Thomas is also one of those types. Now, we'll see. You know, the more losses we take, if we do in fact take them here real soon, then that gets tested even more. But the hard part, the really hard part, and you opened yourself up to this. It's not just about you open yourself up to questions for the, from the fans, boosters, and media about the legitimacy of what you're doing and all that. You've got kids who have been failed multiple times on this roster. And now they've got to ask the, the questions of themselves yeah, again. Yeah. Can I trust this guy? Oh, they're broken in a lot of ways. That's the, that's the other problem. Is they're, they're, They don't have anything to fall back on in the way of success. Right, so he can't say, like, that would be the question. If he's in his own office talking to Kenny and Adam, whoever, you know, Bruce, whoever he has in his close circle of, yeah. well, how should I message here? Like, can he approach that locker room and say, guys, I screwed up? Like, it might be the correct thing, it might be the honest thing, but can you say that given how many other coaches have told those kids or through the actions of the know, athletic department yeah. have told those kids they screwed up. Well, the actions of the athletic department are the ones that showed them they screwed up, but I don't think former coaches, whether it be Jimbo or Willie, ever went to them and said, I screwed all this up. I don't think that happened. I don't think they ever conceded that. Uh, I don't know that, but I don't think they did. I know Jimbo well enough. Not after a game? You know, like one singular event? I'm not I talking mean, about, might, like, maybe, you know, we, we yeah. screwed you in our tenure here. I'm oh, just talking no, no, about... no, they wouldn't do that, and you probably shouldn't do that. But I. So could he? Like you're saying, how does he message message to the players? Well, I don't I, know that he could say, guys, on Monday morning, guys, appreciate y'all coming back for the, or Sunday coming back for this meeting. This one's on me. Like, okay, you could say that, and it would be an upstanding thing to do. But if you did, are the players gonna say, oh, great, okay, all right, well, guess I'm not gonna listen to you as closely anymore. I think how you say it matters. Um, you know, I I think that you can. There's a way to couch that and still tell the truth and still admit mistakes without being overly vulnerable or have a checkout factor play. I think you can do it. But those words have to be so carefully chosen oh, given the problems that you have had here before you even got here. As right, but I also think he is a guy. This is an area of strength for him. He has weaknesses. We all do. But that's, this is an area of strength for him, in my opinion. As a former player himself who had to overachieve, because he's too small. You look at Mike Norvell, he's a little guy. And... <clears throat> He had to work really hard and do all of the little things to be able to play and play and be very successful as he was. Um, he knows what it is to be a player and to and to buy into to something and to commit yourself to something and then to perhaps be on the wrong end, obviously, of a lot of results. But then persevere and find what. And then he became a coach and he's seen. He's worked for coach head coaches who have failed. He's worked for head coaches uh, that. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. So. I, I think he's taken all of that in. He's also worked for some very successful people. And I think, you know, you got to use, you got to call upon all that expertise. Look, I mean, we all encounter things in our daily lives um, that we are maybe better equipped to handle some days um, more than others. And then there are things that crop up in our lives that we don't, we don't know how to handle. But there are people who do. And you reach out to those people. You, you remove your pride and you say, I, I need to get some advice on this. I've never had to deal with this. I don't know what this is. I'm going to have to talk to somebody who has. I hope Mike um, you know, has the resources and, and, and can remove the ego. I, I think he can. I, I think he is very much attached to this team. He loves those kids. I believe that to be true. I watched it with my own eyes at his house and the way that he talked to those kids, addressed the team as a whole. And I won't say what he said, but it was beautiful. And, I, and they believed in him. And they, you could see in their response they did. So 
I, I do think he's equipped to have the conversation. Right, and he might have forged the bond strong enough to weather this, but it can't take yeah. much more. Oh no, it can't take. And much that's more. the thing is, like, where I get frustrated is, you know, this is uh, another corporate mentality. The JCS PR firm. When did we solely become a crisis management firm? I like the days when we just had press releases and maybe a little, you know, yeah. photog opportunity about Habitat for Humanity or some such thing. <laughs> we are always in Winston Wolf level crisis management yeah. mode. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. It's going to lead us to an early retirement. It's tough. Um, I know when ISF signed on with the Jeff Cameron Show, solving the future, they they didn't think we'd be talking about how you respond to this kind of adversity after a loss to Jacksonville State. But they're prepared to do that at ISF. They are, and they've worked with state agencies like yours out there. They've taken on projects and challenges across the landscape of technology and business processes, and that's what they'll do for you. ISF.com. Check them out today. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. This will put you in a good mood. That's what you do out there, everybody, if, uh, if you're struggling. Throw on a little fishbone. Throw on a little fishbone yeah. and you'll be all right. A little fishbone Friday tomorrow? We can do some fishbone. I'll bring you some more fishbone if you want. We got a lot of fishbone. Well, I, I'm using your bumper list on the, uh, on the yeah. Spotify. There's like I need six to add options. to it, by the way. Uh, yeah, we need to, I need to add to it. I, I, I realize there's stuff from the old, old show that I didn't put on there that I could put in there. I mean, some stuff. I, I, it's hard. We've used thousands of songs. so uh, It's time for Probables. We need to get to that. It is brought to you by our friends at North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFloridaPayroll.com. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probably. Man, two hours is about all I have in me. My throat. You're done with the uh, the videos, right, for the week? All of yeah, your uh, I've game done all stuff? my college sports book stuff. Is, there you go. It's in the books. All right, Reds, Pirates, one to nothing Reds in the seventh. Uh, Pirates beat the Reds again last night. That's good to see. Currently trailing, it's uh, Tyler Mahal and Connor Overton making his uh, first career start, I think, in Pittsburgh. Obviously had a good one because they're in the seventh inning. He has gave up but one run. Good for the kid. Good for Connor. The race is to 57. The Pirates have 54 wins. The over-under on the season was 57. A lot of people took the under. Okay. They're getting nervous right now because the Pirates have won three of the last four. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Did you play that? I didn't play it. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't play the over-under on the Pirates. I would have taken the under. So they may end up fooling me. I think this team is terrible. They're hard to watch. I kind of stopped watching them. As evidenced by 54 wins on September the 16th. No, they're awful. They are very difficult to watch. I I never got mad. I had a realistic outlook for what they were. I came into the season knowing they were going to stink, so I was like, eh. But you get get pushed. You get pushed to a place. You know, if you're watching a week's worth of games and you win none of them, that's tough. It's tough. Sure. Like, like that next week comes around, you're like, am I going to do that? You're up by 10 over J-State with five minutes to go. Ooh, that's a toughie. Yeah. Find a way to lose that game. A's Royals, 2 nothing Royals right now. A's need that win. Get it together. Oakland, Paul Blackburn, and Daniel Lynch. Bottom of the second between the Angels and the White Sox. That game is 2 nothing Angels. Alex Cobb? Still in the league, Alex Cobb. Ronaldo Lopez. 
Padres, Giants, Pierce Johnson. Ooh, nice name. Yeah. Pierce. It's a good linebacker name. Yeah, or a country club golfer. Pierce. Well, that's why, you know, the last name helps as well. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Pierce Johnson is sideline to sideline. Pierce Johnson's a porn star. Come on. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is weak side linebacker. You had to do it. It's just so easy. Somebody's seeing that right now. Like, That's what I should have done. That's the name. That could have been for all their Bond uh, flicks. Yeah, you know? yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Pierce Johnson. <laughs> Kevin Gosman goes for the Giants. Yankees, Orioles, Jordan Montgomery, Chris Ellis, Cubs, Phillies, Kyle Hendricks, TBD. I'm happy I saw where um, David Ross got a day of execution. No good for him. Yeah, they said he'll be back next year. Cubs have been terrible. Tigers raise Tyler Alexander, Luis Head, Astros Rangers, Fomber Valdez, Glenn Otto. Again, Glenn Otto. It's every day with this Glenn Otto. Welcome into Glenn Otto, everybody. (laughs) Glenn Otto as a dealership or the broadcast. Welcome into the broadcast. I'm Glenn Otto. Welcome to the Glen Auto Post Game, brought to you by Glen Auto. Glen Auto, and I'm Glen Auto. That'd be great. He pays so much money, he gets to host it. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Glen Auto. What you looking for today? How about a station wagon? Rockies, Braves, Herman Marquez, Ian Anderson. Those were so unsafe. We had Station one of those. Wagon? Yeah. The back row, the very back. Yeah, not safe car. Like the the like seatbelt is just kind of hanging out of the window. Yeah. If you had one. Right. Yeah. That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Uh, man. Real quick, want to tell you about my friends at uh, T-Spark. If a tree falls on your roof because of all this rain... Over the last month or so, T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction available to help come inspect the roof. And uh, if they do, they're one phone call away from helping you out, not only to fix the roof, but they're a licensed general contractor, so they can also take care of any structural damage. And um, T-Spark knows how to work with the insurance companies and help navigate the insurance process to help put your home back to pre-claim condition. Make it happen. T-Spark Enterprises. Yeah, a lot of limbs are falling all over my yard. Thankfully, we had a little bit of bulk cleanup, you know, the bulk pickup thing. Uh-huh. That was never a, a consideration in my time, but now it is because, uh, you know, Tallahassee and trees, man. Brand new couches in the Cameron household delivered on Tuesday. Yeah. Got them all set. They're big and beautiful. Ah, bold, leather, brown, gorgeous couches. Nice. I am pleased. Okay. Our next project is uh, French doors to the outer deck. Nice. So we get the cross breeze in there. Got to get the cross it. breeze. No, yeah, no. Cross no. breeze is important. No, uh, also to note that uh, this is the first time I've ever bought furniture. Knowing how bent over you get when you buy furniture, mm. it's unreal. Zero mm-hmm. percent, though. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, 36 months. The markup on furniture is like the markup on jewelry. It's just ridiculous, you know. And so when you buy something and it costs you whatever it costs you, you go, oh, oh, that, that, that hurt. I just spent however many thousands of dollars on furniture. But here's the deal. If you love the piece of furniture, like really love it, lay all on it. You got to you got to do everything, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Then, you know, eventually it'll earn its keep. Like that television wasn't cheap, but I didn't mind because 
That's 85 inches of loving. It's just you sit back and you Whoa, watch. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You watch the television. It had a growth spurt? Well, it's 83 and a half inches of loving. Oh, okay. All right. But you, you sit back and you watch that thing and you go, okay, that's, that's where it's at, man. I mean, I'm not. I thought it was 82. No, 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 no. It's like the fish just keeps getting. No, bigger. no, no, no. I'll show you. I have a picture of the box if you'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> I took a picture. No, of it. thank you, Sean Salisbury. No, thank you. Picture, I took a oh. picture of it when it came in the house, me and Matt Millar, because uh, I was I was so proud of it. My wife thought you're taking a picture of this TV box. I'm like, yes, to have forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> you should frame it and put it in front of the television. You know, just like, <laughs> just put it right like there. you remember the day it arrived, uh, maybe with like one of the stork frames. Oh, you know, they yeah, grow up so quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do that all the time when I look at my house is filled with pictures of uh, family and friends. And uh, whenever I look at pictures of Bryce from like just two years ago or something, I'm like, Jesus, what happened? Why are you like a grown ass man? This is ridiculous. Yeah. What if TVs did that? I know. They my aged. God, it's up to 95 now. Oh, look at that television. It's gotten so big. Oh, he's got some grays coming in. <laughs> Eric uh, contributed some more beer money. So did our friend Bob from the West Coast. We thank appreciate you, them. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tom and Matthew. Quick question. Yeah. Percent chance Randy Shannon ever is our DC if we screw up more? Oh. Eh. Eh. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the percentage is. It could happen. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Libations Friday. Mm-hmm.